The Forum at 8 on SAFM. Here we stand at the graveside underneath this place. There lays us bones and blood of our ancestors, the Koi Koi. They are buried here underneath upside down. So that the Lenimach opstand and the dark van the opstanding. Manau exal begin bent in the taal van the koi. Maar eerste vraag ek in die kataal van die koi dat die gees van Jan van Riebeck hierdie plek moet verlaat voordat ek kan bid. Karure Mure Jan van Riebeck. Now we can start praying. We believe that the spirit of John van Riebeck is out here. Thank you. We start praying now. Namis. On the Forum at 8 this morning, we are focusing on heritage this morning. Now, in the past few weeks, a heritage of South Africa has been put under the spotlight. First, it was the Tru uh, chief at the ANC's January 8th statement calling on the spirit of Jan van Riebeek uh, to leave the Greenpoint Stadium during a prayer. And over the weekend, uh, former President uh, Tata Nelson Mandela's uh, former PA, Zelda Lechwansi, tweeted that she was thinking of Jan van Riebeek asking Asking him what the hell he was thinking when he sailed to Africa. And then you have the renaming of a short street in Cape Town after our last apartheid president, F.W. de Klerk, which also caused a stir. And there are some parts of our heritage, our history, our past that we would like to obliterate. But should we rename every street, every monument, every dorpy that reflects the heritage uh, we wish to forget? On the Forum at 8 this morning, we are focusing on exactly that and we ask you how do we define our heritage as South Africans and there are a number of questions that also come to it because when we talk about heritage very often we tend to focus uh, broadly on the tangible you know uh, we talk about uh, preserving historical buildings and excavating archaeological sites but there's also the intangible that is equally important and in both uh, the tangible and the intangible um, there are ideas that are contained that speak to us and who we are and how we identify ourselves as South Africans. And some of the questions I'd like to put to you this morning is to take a look at what is worth saving when we speak about heritage. What can we or should we forget? What memories do we enjoy? Which ones do we regret? And which ones can we learn from? And I think also very importantly, which is for me a very big question, Um, who owns the past, our past, and who is entitled to speak on behalf of past generations. All of this encompassed into this uh, discussion that we have about, uh, uh, that we want to have this morning about our heritage as South Africans. And as always, the lines are open 0891-104-208. And you can also SMS us on 34701, tweet or Facebook at Sakina Kamwendo or at AM Live on SAFM. And as always, we have a panel who will help us, uh, you know, traverse uh, through this discussion. And this morning we have with us Dr. Danny Titus. 
who's the executive director of uh, Culture Atia Kafir, Afrikaans Language and Cultural Society, also a member of the South African Human Rights Commission, and he's joining us uh, on the line from uh, Tiger Valley. Good morning and thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Zakina, and thank you for inviting me. And also with us this morning, Advocate uh, Sonwabile Mangochwa, who is Chief Executive Officer of the National Heritage Council of South Africa in our Pretoria studios. Thanks for making the time this morning, uh, Mr. Mangochwa. Uh, morning, uh, second, and also morning to listeners. And let me start with you, Advocate Mangochwa. Uh, when we talk about heritage, why is it important that we protect and conserve what we call our heritage? Now, the purpose and value of heritage is that if it is managed wisely, uh, it can promote social cohesion, nation building, and it can stimulate sustainable development. Now, if it is reduced in specific forms, we should be identifying those positive aspects of our past, which we can emphasize in, in policies and programs to create a broad sense of South African national identity to ensure that we all have a feeling of belonging to this country and this nation. So we need to remember that the intangible aspects of building our nation, of developing a South African identity, are so closely linked to stimulating material prosperity. So now the two go hand in hand. So it is very much important. I mean, if, uh, if you look at, uh, I mean, uh, sometimes people, if you talk place names and, uh, you know, other, you know, uh, you know issues of, of, of uh, national identity, uh, we have... Sometimes we sometimes don't handle them with, with care, uh, due care and, and, and diligence. And yet these are very important in, in, in harnessing our national identity and social cohesion. But if we understand the importance of it and the sensitivity that accompanies it, and as you rightly pointed out, it needs to be managed you know, in a very sensitive manner, why is it not being done? Why then would we be careless about this? I think if you look at, uh, I mean, heritage is a shared competence between uh, national, uh, provincial, and the local government spheres. Sometimes there's fragmentation in how uh, policies get get applied, and and uh, sometimes in the pro- the the, uh, the local sphere of government, uh, we will do things in a particular way, without perhaps uh, grasping or understanding, you know, the the laws that are actually applicable and policies that are applicable. So we still have to, in, you know, improve more, especially the level of coordination. But above that, the involvement of the people, you know, that is the education, you know, element, uh, which is which is so so important. For instance, how do you declare a, a, a site, um, and the, the whole processes that actually involve and people sometimes confuse this. Um, uh, for instance, the whole issue of uh, differentiation or difference between history and heritage. What is history and what is heritage? Was not everything that is history is heritage, and not everything that is heritage history. And 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 how do we distinguish between the two then? Uh, history and heritage are not the same thing at all. For instance, colonialism and apartheid are part of our history, but they are not necessarily part of our heritage. The National Research Council has invested a considerable amount of time in in research and public consultation on defining heritage. I would like to share it with you and your mm-hmm. listeners, please, as it helps us. Heritage can be defined as those tangible and intangible remnants or deposits or legacies that, as a result of human existence and uh, activity with environment and universe around them, of course, which should be managed and conserved by the current generation for future generations. 
Now, these include cultural and natural phenomena with human beings, which human beings depend on emotionally, that is psychological and religiously, as well as socially, that is uh, educational and economically. Now, the term history actually confers two things. It is used to refer to what happened in the past. That is more accurately refers to what is written about the past. Generally, we cannot change what has happened in the past, nor should we deny it. Now, history can or should be re-examined, rewritten, but that is a debate for another day. The main point is that heritage is what we choose from the past. That is it's what we choose from the past to emphasize the benefit of the present and future generation. And when you say we choose from the past, who's we? The people, uh, you know, choose what they, what uh, you know, through various ways and positions that actually involve and countries themselves, you know, governments, and of course uh, through uh, other consulting with, with with people. Now, the issue of apartheid and colonial symbols, uh, place names, statues, and memorials become much more clear and easier to manage if it once seems to part of, of history. So it's part of the, those memorial statues and uh, symbols. They are part of history, but not necessarily part of heritage. I personally saw this in Cuba, where the symbols associated with dictator Batista are kept as part of history, but not celebrated as important aspect of heritage of the Cuban people. That's where now you differentiate between really what is history and what is what, what is what, what is um, yeah, in heritage. That's why I said in the beginning, not everything that is history is heritage. Not everything that is heritage is history. And let me bring in uh, Dr. Titus, uh, your view on this. Yes, that, that's very interesting, the difference between history and, and heritage. Um, we have this context of South Africa because this is where we are living, this is where are, we are breathing, and this is where we find our cultural heritage. And the point is, as you say, who is our and who is we, is that we are such a diverse nation and we have such diverse histories um, and diverse backgrounds that we, that we need to um, be true to the Constitution. And the Constitution is quite clear that we are here to heal the legacies of the past and we are united in our diversity. And that is where, uh, to me, it's very crucial that we should be very quite clear in terms of what can we not uh, take on as, as, as heritage or as history. Um, for example, um, we have the issue of, of, of apartheid, we have the glorification of apartheid, um, we have the statute, uh, statues, we have the uh, monuments, etc., that have been removed already. Um, but then on the other hand, uh, when it comes to events, events like uh, 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 the Great Trek, events like the uh, Fort Trekker movement, events like different kinds of events from our apartheid past, that that is certainly something we just cannot ditch. And the point is, it is also something called... Um, the broader South African heritage, what is that? Mm. Can you give us, you know, tangible examples of what you have just explained to us? When you talk about the glorification of apartheid and the symbols associated to that, what are the examples of that and of the latter as well? Well, I mean, uh, where we have the glorification is when we, we find these racist uh, uh, sites, the right-wing sites in particular at the moment, the uh, websites, etc., where people really rely on their cultural heritage, their own, and then it translates uh, immediately into a broader South Africa that they claim from a small minority background. So that kind of thinking 
uh, is uh, that that glorification. The whole um, uh, at the Human Rights Commission, the racism complaints we receive, etc., are usually based on that kind of, of glorification of the past glorification um, of apartheid. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, we need to be as, as inclusive as possible, which is the new project that we have uh, in the new South Africa. We just had your first clip that you, that you, that you played about the uh, Khoi uh, chief's prayer, uh, and the Khoisan people just feel that they are completely excluded when it comes to heritage, when it comes to uh, acknowledgement of their identity, their language, their culture. Uh, in the new South Africa, we have complaints like that at the Human Rights Commission um, as well. Um, so yes, we have these challenges and we need to deal with them on a case-by-case basis, obviously. But when it comes to, to heritage, you know what I really find quite valuable is, is the, the international law term called the common heritage of mankind that culture belongs to all of us, that, that, that culture, because you also find on particular uh, sites and arguments that Mozart and Michelangelo and these kind of, of uh, uh, artists in the past are now appropriated by a particular groups saying uh, these are coming from the white side, where are the black Michelangelos, where mm-hmm. are the black Shakespeare's, etc. Um, whereas the international approach is one of common heritage of mankind. This belongs to all of us. And that is, I think, the direction that we are taking in South Africa, that, that will make culture something, and cultural heritage something that comes from the past, that are used in the present, and that are bestowed on the future. And that really makes it, makes it then quite a lively and exciting process. I mean, just listening to Rob Byrne, to hear all the streets he was mentioning, Hendrik Favut, Steve Biko, the state of the, 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 the province of Durban, city of Durban, and then you just hear the range of, of diverse names and, and histories and backgrounds just from those streets. And we cannot go now and rename everything. Because there are people, Zakina, who are saying um, we cannot now have a replacement of the National Party dominance by ANC dominance, that the ANC now dictates what is history and who is airbrushed out of history. Uh, and, and that we also cannot allow. We have a broader South African uh, responsibility, and in the cultural heritage process, we need to take that forward. Advocate Mangotwa? Yeah, I think there is already a lot in our past which makes us uh, South Africans unique. I would like to see, for instance, a situation where all, irrespective of our cultures and backgrounds, we jointly celebrate and draw inspiration from our shared and uh, common heritage. That includes the important South African or the, the important place that South Africa, uh, you know, uh, occupies in the evolution of uh, humans in the world. That is the creative of humankind. Uh, in the achievement in the earliest rock artists, uh, the emergence of African cultures with values of Ubuntu, the resistance over centuries against uh, uh, worldwide European phenomenon of colonialism, and the struggle against the crime against humanity that is apartheid itself. So we all tend to forget these amazing achievements. But what I'm saying here is that if these uh, types of things of our past can help us to find each other, because the question is, mm. do we have a common identity with something that in South Africa okay, is common? You know, that actually, you know, unite us. As the, the, the professor talks about a unity in diversity, which is really our motto in our constitution. We need to recapture that pride well that is felt in, in South Africa. 
But for us to achieve a shared and common heritage, it requires us to give and take. Now, there are some aspects that should not be uh, uh, contentious, like the credit of humankind, uh, being proud of achievements of Africans in fighting colonialism. All these actually really should, uh, in our public spaces, be proud of this. Once people can acknowledge that uh, this is really our common identity, I think we can move on. But heritage is a contested uh, terrain mm. itself. Once we, th- we talk about you know, the, 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 the past, it evokes a lot of, of, of emotions. And uh, th- th- that is why it needs a, a, a balanced leadership to ensure that uh, these the, the, issues are, you know, are managed well. Mm, because I was going to ask, does this mean then that we need to obliterate or try and uh, sanitize out of you know, uh, memory those things about our heritage that makes us uncomfortable? I think the Research Council has taken a view that says that there is really no need. Uh, uh, in fact, you need a balance uh, you know, approach on this. The fact that we're talking about uh, in, you know, uh, justice today, it is because there's been injustice before. And therefore, you need to juxtapose all of all of this. I know that, for example, the site of uh, you know uh, a certain uh, a memories or certain sites invoke unpleasant memories amongst uh, you know us. But removing such statutes from our public spaces, you know, smacks an attempt to erase the apartheid chapter of our history. Mm. So this will be it disingenuous. It, will de- de- uh, it really will demand us uh, to pretend that apartheid never happened. Such a pre- uh, pretenses would never bring us any uh, uh, consolation. That's why the research council was saying that the memories of apartheid are, are irresistible, even in the absence of apartheid monuments. One does not need a Fairfruitian statue to be reminded of apartheid. Everything around us is a reminder of our past from the continuing residential segregation of income inequalities, the sheer poverty amongst black, black people. All these have their origin. Fortunately, the Research Council at the moment is, uh, uh, is going to take the, 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 the issue of monument statue and memorials to, to public discourse. You know, uh, where we're finalizing this policy to say that what do we do? I mean, we've looked at, uh, we've scanned a number of countries, for example, you know, Chileans examples, Budapest, and, and, and a number of other, you know, examples elsewhere in the world, how Fortans have um, uh, Rwandans de- de- dealt with, this, with the, the smarter Germans, you know, the, the, you know the, the Holocaust and so on. And we're saying that because of the government of national unity era, there's been a lacuna in policy in, uh, in, in South Africa. So that's why now at the moment we need to look at this to say that what do we do about it? Because apartheid, apartheid uh, history is an important you know, element is you know for history, which which really we need some memorialization of one one form or another, you know, as you know, to educate and re-educate our public about it. And I'm glad you said that because I think it is important that as uh, the public we reflect, we debate, we discuss these particular matters. And uh, that's why when we come back from this news break, we'll open the lines 0891-104-208. We want to hear your views on this particular discussion. Our question this morning, how do we as South Africans define our heritage? What do you think is worth saving? What should we forget? What makes us uncomfortable? And what is your view on those particular 
um, matters as well. And as Advocate uh, Mangotua, who is uh, the Chief Executive Officer of the National Heritage Council of South Africa, explained earlier, it is very important that we discuss these matters uh, so that we could come up uh, you know, with your ideas as well, your input as to what you think is important, what is worth saving as part of our heritage as South Africans. And we also have with us uh, Dr. Danny Titus, the Executive Director of Culture, uh, Artikafia, Afrikaans Language and Cultural Society, and he's also a member of the South African Human Rights Commission. Now, I just want to run through some of the messages that have come through already. Magema in Pretoria says, Our heritage is loaded with colonial and apartheid distortions and humiliation of the black people. The mission of post-apartheid South Africa is not to inherit white triumphalism and domination, but to restore the dignity of black people and advance the unity and social cohesion by also acknowledging our common uh, human destiny and shared new values of humanity, not only as black and white, but as South Africans and members of the human race. That's from Mageba in uh, Pretoria. And then many of you asking questions along the lines that Tobani has posed on Twitter this morning. Tobani says, if we look at um, some of our public holidays like Youth Day, Heritage Day and others, my question is, who attends those events? It's black people. And my question then again is, why is it in the main black people? Azania Native says, for as long as ANC names almost every street with their heroes' names as our heritage and history, uh, this will be half-cheated. And um, uh, to which ANC history lectures responded, Sobukwe's grave is in fact a heritage site and uh, that was declared last year already. Those are some of the conversations that are raging and we also have people calling in as we asked, uh, you know, of you, what would you like to see being saved as part of our South African heritage? What makes you uncomfortable? But, you know, also that emotion that it evokes in you, do you think that that is enough for it to be obliterated as part of our heritage? That's the discussion we're having this morning. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Mandla Gayise in Bronco Spread. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Uh, I'm of the view that uh, heritage... Do you, are you hearing me? I'm hearing you clearly. No, I'm of the view that uh, heritage and history needs to be differentiated I mean, heritage uh, are part of those things that contribute to nation building and social cohesion. It is true that we cannot erase our past, our history. We cannot remove Jean van Rubeck. We cannot remove D.F. Mala, Nisha Fairwood from our history books. But they should not be celebrated. They should not be commemorated because they, they represent dispossession, civil strife. And they must, they must remain there. They do not contribute any in terms of nation building. I mean, it is not the ANC's fault that it is mainly ANC cadres who have played a pivotal role in building our country and moving it forward. And if there's any individual in South Africa who helps in building our country and moving us forward, it should be celebrated. But we cannot celebrate this because it's the last phase of apartheid who did not actually uh, participate in the in, in building our country because it was an act of goodwill. It was only because he realized that apartheid was not sustainable, but it was not an act of goodwill. And so such people should not be celebrated. People like uh, Van Rubeck should remain in the past. We cannot erase our past. That is true. And well, it is not that we are being selective. We are only identifying those aspects that will not uh, 
divide us, those aspects that will move us forward as a nation, not those aspects that will further divide us. People like Charles Van Rubert, they are very divisive because when, when we talk about them, we remember them coming to the Cape of Cook in 1652 and dispossessing our people. Why would we want to celebrate that thing? We must celebrate those things that are helping us to move South Africa forward and, that, and, and those things that we can be proud of. All right. That's Mandlagaise's view calling us from Broncos Parade this morning. Let's hear from Anne in Prince Albert. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Sakina. Thank you for a lovely show. Um, uh, I'm, I hear what everybody's saying, and I'm going to come from a completely different angle, and I'm surprised that nobody has mentioned it. And that is that really the only heritage that we all, as every one South African, is, is the earth of this extraordinary land. It doesn't belong to anybody. It wasn't invented by anybody. It wasn't appropriated or any of that thing. Yes, we have all these, this history, but we live in the most extraordinarily beautiful land with the most diverse fauna and flora, and we are merely the custodians of it. And that is our heritage, and if we don't look after it, it's not going to be here for us. You just learn to appreciate a sunset, a little animal, a beautiful flower, or something like that. Thank you. Thank you, Anne, for that perspective. Let's go to Hassan Logat here in Joburg. Good morning. Good morning, and... uh you know, the the existence of apartheid, its legacy lives in the Group Areas Act in particular. You know, uh, uh, you get schizophrenic trying to come to work, you know, passing uh, historically Indian area to a so-called colored area. And, and that is where largely the people are still trapped, you know. Uh, it, it, uh, those with more means leave these townships and go to try and create a new society for themselves with some means. So the idea of public spaces that bring people together across race and class is quite important. And that's why I'm a bit surprised that the Joburg City Council chose to close even the Zulek Bowling Club when no one was engineering some kind of social mixing there. They closed it despite it being given for them to look after, you know, uh, for, many, for many decades. It's a historical site. You know, so those are the issues about public spaces. What the city thinks of it? Let's not be so highfalutin and talk the big issues, but simple issues about public spaces where people can meet across class and race and gender in safety. There's very, very few spaces like that, and that's how apartheid lives. Thank you so much, Hassan Logat. Arthur in Eteguini, your take on this. Arthur? Yes, good morning, uh, Sakina, and to your listeners. Welcome. Um, in, in Durban... The uh, debate around heritage protection, heritage policy has been quite intense at times. I just wanted to give you an example of a success story from a few years back. Um, an initiative by Amalfa Kozulu Natal, together with the city, we have the Boerta Gardens, which is the, uh, has the statue of General Louis Boerta, first Union Prime Minister in 1910, and that's a prominent site. Um, opposite the old uh, original Technicon, uh, now DUT uh, building. And the, um, what happened was that a statue was commissioned of uh, King Dinazulu, the present king's great-grandfather, who was a contemporary of Louis Boerta, and they now, both in their military uniforms, which they favoured, and they now face each other across the square, um, 
and it was unveiled on a Saturday morning uh, with the King and the Premier present. Um, Louis Boerta in his day made his own transition from Boer General to uh, First Union Prime Minister, acceptable un under Britain in that day. Um, and he also, one of the first things he did uh, on uh, taking office was to release the Nizulu from prison uh, on some um, political charge. So uh, this is, uh, in a way, a reconciliation. The original statue was an Anton von Vaux, and the new one was done by Peter Hall. And um, it's uh, a prominent gathering place. Um, it's a start of the uh, beginning of certain protest marches happen there. So um, mm. that's, I believe, uh, a way that uh, we can <coughs> tackle this issue. Thank you so much, Arthur, for sharing that story from Eteguini with us. And then, uh, Opa, you in Alberton. Good morning. Morning. How are you, Sajin? Very well. And you? Yes. I just wanted to ask Dr. Manova. Um, we're having a challenge here. Why is most of our heritage sites privately owned? Mm. Okay. Thank you so um, much. Yes, because there's a big concern around the private ownership of the in which majority of our heritage sites um, is controlled, and that gives <clears throat> most of the public in South Africa little access to them. And if you realize, or you realize and observe, that um, majority of our young people in South Africa, they are not familiar with the site, and as a result, they are losing a bigger chunk of our history um, to, to foreigners who come in large numbers and further do some research around them. Thanks. Thanks so much, uh, Opa in Alberton. Okay, there's quite a bit for us to sink our teeth into. And uh, let me start with you, Dr. Titus, um, responding to what Mandlagayise was raising about, you know, um, the nation-building aspect of heritage and uh, basically saying, you know, uh, we need to keep the apartheid heroes in our history books. Uh, we don't really need to see them elsewhere. Yes, yes, but, uh, you know, um, I, I agree also with the advocate that, that, that this is contested terrain and we need to understand the contestations because um, while we don't need them in the, we only have them in the history books, we need them in places like the, like the uh, apartheid museum. We need them in interpretations of our history as well because the last caller also made mention, Zakina, of the youth. And do you know... The challenging figure for me is that 15.6 million South Africans are under the age of 20. Uh, there is a move in our country. I mean, two-thirds are under 35. So what are the youth thinking of heritage? What are we imparting to them in terms of these contestations? Because it's also a question of interpretation, of opening each other's world uh, to one another. <clears throat> and that is part of our whole diverse process of social cohesion of nation building that you just referred to. Mm. So those are certainly uh, very crucial to us now to understand these cultural heritages, but also to open it up to each other because we are still blocked in our apartheid little boxes. Let's and talk about that uh, for, yes. a, for a moment because, you know, you, you, you are saying we need to open up, we need to engage more on these matters, but the reality is that we don't. Yes. And as such, we still remain, you know, uh, we may uh, remain largely ignorant of what is important to the other. Yes, yes. No, exactly. I mean, just the term the other is already problematic. Mm. Um, but be that as it may, we know we are different 
uh, people in South Africa, different peoples with different histories, and we need to, to bring that in where we can have that overall understanding of each other, each other's languages, each other's cultural practices. Uh, but coming back to the issue of cultural heritage, which is the topic of today, that we need to, to, to understand uh, what that means, and that is part of dignity, that is part of growing and growing growing our nation. I mean, the statement about Van der Riebeek that, that, that Zelda Lechranchi made, the statements that we hear that that is now associated with, with uh, anti-white feeling, which is really not the case, and I'm, luckily she apologized for that. But it just indicates how, how thin this layer is. I mean, we can just scratch South Africans and all these things come out. Uh, but again, it, pr- it proves to me the value of understanding cultural heritage from different political spectrums, for example. We, we, we must understand different political points of view, different political histories, different movements. And at the moment, it seems as if there's only one. And that is completely unhealthy. Uh, and that is where I think the, the whole diversity issue needs to be brought much more to the fore. You know, we have, we have very competent diversity consultants, facilitators, companies that are really guiding companies, universities, government departments along this path. And, and just to, 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 to uh, conclude on this point, we are really in need of, of facilitated diversity processes in this country. Advocate Mangocho, you were breathing heavily there, I suspect, because you wanted to come in. (laughs) And I want you to weigh in on that, but also to try and respond to some of the other uh, issues that were raised. Opa wanted to know about, you know, why some of these heritage sites are privately owned or privately run. And also Hassan talking about uh, public spaces and what the thinking is around the preservation of those as part of our heritage. Yes, again, thanks for such an informed discussion. I think we need to have this, uh, these discussions more frequently because, I mean, heritage is, uh, is, is a DNA of our society. Mm-hmm. It's not that uh, we should be celebrated on the 24th of September. I mean, countries go to war uh, because people feel less affirmed, le- not, uh, not uh, their d- d- dignity and, uh, you know, impaired or undermined. And, and, and that's, that, 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 that's very, you know, uh, serious. So hence I welcome that. And the, the comments actually also um, that, that have been made uh, are quite, quite very much important. Uh, I, we know also that many South Africans feel that the reconciliation process was one-sided. Uh, and Nelson Mandela warned in 1994 uh, the, when the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission um, was uh, in, uh, introduced. Uh, that it should not be one-sided. And we need to look at um, 20 years back now to say that we still remember those words uh, there's an issue about the privileged minority uh, also being reluctant to surrender privileged, privileged positions and that the vast majority of South Africans which have yet to share in the country's uh, wealth because the country's wealth is part of heritage as well. Um, if you look at, for instance, the comments uh, uh, that is uh, 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 raised by um, uh, Zelda, which are unfortunate, uh, which I agree with my professor, that, uh, of course, I mean, that whites feel alienated uh, they feel misunderstood. They feel little or no place in South African society. All of these issues need to be, uh, intra- uh, can I say, managed uh, well or debated. Uh, for instance, alienation from the state and from society is not only an issue for the whites. Many Africans also feel alienated, mm-hmm. but for different reasons. 
we'll be making serious mistake if we will only focus on alienation of whites from society. We should focus on the issue more broadly. Now, at the heart of this alienation are also issues of identity and culture. Do we have a genuine overarching South African identity? Those are some of the questions that actually um, are coming. But more importantly, uh, do we utilize heritage uh, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a potent tool in healing, healing the wounds of the past or, you know, and then building a shared South African identity? But of course, there, there are many other issues that actually came in the, the, the discussion. I mean, the issue of heritage in private hands. Mm. It's quite another issue that the Research Council has been has been seized with. For instance, uh, yeah, it's, it's, we have said in our, in our transformation charter that heritage is so linked to land or land uh, at the dispossession of, 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 of Africans. And then in, in the process of um, yeah, reversing uh, the legacies of, of, of land at, at, at dispossession, we have not factored heritage uh, in, in a very... A, a, a systematic way. For instance, there the are sites like, for instance, if you look at the many sites in private hands, I mean, uh, the, 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 the torture house of Steve Biko in, 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 in Port Elizabeth. I mean, when you approach uh, the, the, you know, the owners, you know, like it was owned by Sandlam, it's not believed now it's owned by uh, property agents. I mean, the, the, the prices tend to be ridiculous. The, the Vaiuk, where the ANC, uh, the oldest uh, liberation movement in Africa, was, was, was formed. It also, you know, was sold at the very ridiculous uh, prices. That is why this policy was raising the issue of, you know, uh, how, what do you do in, 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 this, in this issue? Are you going to expropriate, you know, uh, uh, this, you know, important mm. uh, uh, in heritage, you know, a property uh, with or without compensation? And then, w- and what we do about this? Because these are not only reservoirs of knowledge, uh, but it's a, these are centers of excellence for our kids. And uh, of course, heritage is a public good. What is it that is a public good rest in the private providence? But of course, we also know that uh, the, the private sector will always have a role to play. And uh, these are some of the policies that this year will be taking to for 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 for, for to, I mean, to, uh, public discourse and also uh, um, you know uh, through the Minister of Arts and Culture you know, uh, approaching parliament and some of, you know, we need to introduce, you know, uh, look at the transmission charter to see what is that we can do in order to deal with, 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 with these, uh, you know, issues in a much more uh, uh, um, uh, in an orderly fashion. But I also agree that, as I said earlier on, that heritage is a, a contested, uh, uh, you know, terrain. As a country, we have come along in 20 years in building a united non-racial democratic South Africa. Now we need to find ways to promote our rich heritage as a basis for deepening this, for building a substantive shared and common South African identity. Mm, I just want to run through a few more calls. So many messages that I also want to bring in. But let's go to the lines very quickly. Temba's calling us from Alexandra. Good morning, Temba. How are you? Uh, okay. Very well, thanks. And you? All right, man. You know, I don't know about heritage, heritage story and uh, shared heritage building a united nation. All I know is those who were previously advantaged are still advantaged, and we made it possible uh, for them to stay advantaged. We created this inequality that is so scary, and um, we keep on talking about we must do this policy, that policy. We have ourselves to blame. And finally, on on FW declared, 
I can tell you those who are saying the church could not celebrate this and that, they are talking nonsense because if Nelson Mandela was still alive, he would have even said this Utah must be celebrated. So I, I, I don't know where they get their philosophy from. Maybe they are getting their philosophy from the man who ex- overextended himself to white people uh, to bring the so-called reconciliation uh, in his imagination. Mandela would have said FW declared the street must be named after him. So let people just accept it and let's go forward. And that's Timber's view from Alexandra. Jennifer Wilmer in Lesotho, uh, good morning. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Yeah, I am, I am a white South African. I was born in South Africa, brought up in South Africa, lived for a while as a young adult in South Africa, and then went to Lesotho, where I'd been for 40 years. Now, when I say I'm an African, people say you're not, you're white. Mm-hmm. And that's my comment. All right. That's Jennifer calling us from Lesotho. Let me run through a few SMSs before I get the panel to respond. Tweets as well. Uh, Tobani says, uh, first, a common identity is our skin, our language similarities, and then um, Africans. Uh, and and uh, no, it doesn't make sense going further. Jabulam Tombeni says, but honestly, who inherits what on Heritage Day? Mags Naidu, our heritage should be defined as uh, what we are going to leave for future generations. And we're not doing very well at that. And uh, Tsepisa Mokwena says, Heritage Day celebration belongs to all South Africans all cultures and languages, including sign language and the San languages. And then of some of the SMSs, this one says, could the advocate please explain the link between uh, SARA and the Heritage Council? Why is it necessary to have two bodies to do uh, overlapping functions? Hosi uh, from PE says, we can only be proud as indigenous Africans of our heritage when our heritage, which is our land, is owned by its rightful owners. Uh, Anthony says you can't obliterate names and continue to accuse them of the past. And Charles in Cape Town says, I do not think that we should rid our society of all apartheid symbols, not because we celebrate them, but so that we do not forget the painful past. So we just have to wrap it up very quickly and uh, perhaps just filter a factor in a response to uh, these questions. Dr. Titus? Yes, I can just say thank you very much for those questions. Uh, they just indicate how intertwined this debate is with normal South African life and that we really need to make time to, to, to take these processes forward wherever we are. And also my appreciation to the advocate for his involvement at, at the uh, Heritage Council and to see that kind of leadership coming out of there. But I mean, Zakina, to you also, there's so much more that we need to carry on and to talk to each other and to share our different cultural heritages to move towards the broader South African identity that we really strive so so earnestly uh, towards. Advocate Man Ngotra? Quickly from, from, from me. I, I think the, 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 as a country, we need to be reminded that uh, our battle is against forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. But other, also on the other hand, we, we should, we, we, if our battle is against forgetfulness, it's also a, a, a battle against selective amnesia. So we should not be, uh, a, you know, a, a selectively remembering. We should remember as a, as, a, as a society. But on the other hand, the colors that are spoken about, what is it that as we move forward, we need to ensure that we, we are able to, to, to harness this project of nation building and, and the national identity. 
and to, to me that, that that is very very important you know in 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 our approach but of course the speaker sort of one of the of the co- of, of the comments came around the, the, uh, the role of heritage council and sara mm-hmm. which I, I would like to respond as follows the heritage council is a is a, is a coordinating body uh, it 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 uh, is involved in the area of policy development uh, advising the the minister of arts and culture and policies that you know been enacted public awareness about heritage uh, whereas Sara, uh, they are holders of uh, the national estate, you know, like, you know, they, 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 they are permit holders when it comes to sites, a declaration, you know, process. But if you look at the white paper at the moment, there is a, 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 pro- a process that has been defined, you know, by the Minister of Arts and Culture that seeks to, um, you know, harmonize, uh, in, you know, the, the, the institutions. In, in a way, you might have uh, the, 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 the two institutions, uh, as a product of that, but in a, in, you know, made perhaps a, a, a realigned in terms of roles, streamlines, mm. and responsibilities. Yeah. Advocate Mangocho, I'm going to have to stop it there because we are out of time. But you know, I think what this is indicative of is the fact that we need to have more discussions around this. The issue that Anne raised about uh, you know the uh, natural heritage sites that we have in this country, we haven't even touched on that. So um, we'll try and make time at a later stage to reconvene on this particular subject. Thanks to our guest this morning, Advocate uh, Sonwabile Mangochwa, who is the uh, CEO of the National Heritage Council of South Africa, and also to Dr. Danny Titus, Executive Director of Culture, Arte Kafir, Afrikaans Language and Cultural Society and a member of the South African Human Rights Commission. To you as always, our audience, thanks for your fantastic participation and to the production team for making sure it went out loud and clear.